Hey everyone, guess what? I wrote a book. The book is called Holistic Endurance Training, The Integrated Approach to Thriving as an Athlete. It's a guide that encourages you to take a self-study approach to your training life. So what does that mean? Training is not one size fits all. So I share a bunch of strategies that you can try on and test to see which deliver the best results for your body. The strategies fall into these broad categories, nutrition, low heart rate training, mindset, journaling, and strength and mobility work. You'll use your journal to record and reflect so you can tailor your training to achieve the best results for your body. Not your neighbor down the street, not your training partner, not your brother, not your sister. Tailoring your training to how your body is responding to the actual training. Look for Holistic Endurance Training wherever you buy books online. Then head to my website, crushingmygoals.com slash book to get the bonus materials that will help you integrate these concepts into your lifestyle. Welcome to Power Up Your Performance, where we talk about how you can learn to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Kim Peek, and I am so happy you're joining me today. Today, I want to talk about how to take care of yourself in these unprecedented times. Right before I started recording today, I was scrolling on Facebook And I saw a post from a friend with that meme that says, if you're not using this time to rest, reset, and prioritize your life, you, my friend, are wasting an opportunity you may never get again. The world literally stopped and shifted for you to get your act together. If this is torture for you, find out why. Now, before you get all upset, hang on to your anger. I'll get back to this one. Earlier in the week, I saw a rant from a friend who was fed up with all the posts complaining about being bored. She's an essential worker who wishes she had a ton of free time, so she had the luxury of being bored. Then there are others who are doing their best to keep their kids with schoolwork while trying to work from home, prepare three meals a day, and keep their kids from playing in the street. And I have more friends, as I'm sure you do too, who have lost jobs, are wondering how to make house and rent payments, or are wondering where next week's grocery money will come from. We are all in different places, and our stressors may not look the same. So we need to have compassion and recognize that not everyone is coming at this crisis from the same perspective. And I think it helps to remember that our friends are most likely not setting out to offend us, but they're speaking from their own unique perspective. If you ever took a psychology class, you're familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs. If you recall, the hierarchy looks like a pyramid, and we can't progress to the level above until our basic needs in our current level are met. If you take a look at the pyramid of needs, it becomes clear why we're all in different places right now emotionally. It's not as simple as flipping a switch and suddenly being super productive or creative or motivated. Listen as I walk you through Maslow's hierarchy of needs. At the bottom, we have physiological needs, which include things like air, water, and shelter, and also sleep and clothing. Above that, that category includes safety needs, which include things like personal security, employment, and health. So those are the bottom two layers of the pyramid. And if you just stop at the bottom of the pyramid for a second and think, 
How many people do you know right now who have lost jobs, who don't know how they'll pay their bills, who are losing sleep because they are so worried about whether they will be able to feed their families or lose their homes? A whole heck of a lot of people. We went from a booming economy to a crashed economy practically overnight. Most of us have not experienced a situation like this. So it makes sense that we have a lot of fear about basic needs and how we're going to put food on the table and shelter our families. When you are worried about basic needs, it is a challenge to flip a switch and do all the things these social media memes would have us doing. So right above that, the middle level of the pyramid is love and belonging. That is a sense of connection and friendship. Now, you've heard me talk a million times about how important connection is to our overall health. And now we're social distancing, which makes it even harder to connect. Now, for sure, for sure, people are coming up with all sorts of creative ways to connect with others. That I will not dispute. From Zoom coffee breaks and happy hours, online family game nights, sidewalk messages written in chalk, drive-by birthday parties. There is so much creativity. And I love seeing all the ways people are trying to connect and keep relationships alive. But there are also people out there who are missing this interaction. Maybe school was the one place they felt at home and they don't have a lot of friends. Maybe seeing their teacher and their classmates every day fulfilled that need for connection. And now it's gone. Maybe this is you. Maybe this is a family member or a coworker. Shelter in place has stripped away many of the places where people go to find love and belonging. So if you are feeling okay, and if you have this need covered for yourself, and probably even if you don't, reach out and check in with people you haven't heard from a while. See how your people are doing. Make sure they're doing okay. Moving along, the next level up, the second one from the top, is esteem. That covers things like confidence, achievement, respect, and status. We are almost to the top of the pyramid, and even if someone is doing well in this time, they could still struggle here. Again, this new environment may have taken somebody's taken away somebody's area where they shine. They can't race and win their age group. Maybe racing or getting out and being the leader of their running group was how they felt achievement, esteem, and confidence and achievement. Maybe they're a business person and they thrive on going out on the road to present to clients or to speak on a stage. And they don't have that ability now to be in that situation where they really feel good about themselves and their abilities. Maybe it's a high school or a college senior and they don't get to walk across the stage at graduation with their cap and gown and cords. So we don't get to experience the culmination of all of that hard work that they deserve to feel proud about. So many of the ways we think of achievement have been stripped away. And even your most confident friends may be feeling a little bit lost. At the very top of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, at the very top of the pyramid, is self-actualization, which means achieving your full potential, pursuing creative and educational endeavors, striving to learn and grow, and make a meaningful contribution to yourself, your family, and society. 
This, according to Maslow, is where we are all supposed to strive to be. It's where we're supposed to want to be. When all of our basic needs are met, we are able to try to realize our full potential, whatever that looks like to each of us. Now, if you look at what I just said about what self-actualization means, achieving your full potential, pursuing creative and educational endeavors, striving to learn and grow and make a meaningful contribution, that's what that first meme was all about. So as I started thinking about that meme that I started the show out with, If you're not using this time to rest, reset, and prioritize your life, you, my friend, are wasting an opportunity you may never get back again. I'm going to go back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. How on earth can we expect people to reset their lives and jump into self-improvement efforts if they are struggling with the most basic of needs? If you are someone who has felt guilty because you aren't doing more with this time, give yourself a break. You deserve a break. If you are someone who is gung-ho and pushing yourself and others to be their best, I congratulate you first on having a job and food and shelter and enough health and wellness that you can focus on that tippy top of the pyramid. But I also ask you to please show some compassion for those who are hurting and struggling right now. Just because you find yourself sitting in a particular area of the hierarchy, though, doesn't mean you can't have a foot in other levels. Even though it's built as a pyramid, it might be better to think of the pyramid as concentric circles, kind of like those little nesting cups that you played with as a little kid. Or or maybe even a Venn diagram where there's pieces that overlap. Now that I've gone through the hierarchy of needs, you might wonder, Where does that optimism and positivity and gratitude that you're always speaking about, Kim, where does that fit in? According to the Positive Psychology Center, positive psychology is grounded in the belief that people want to lead meaningful and fulfilling lives to cultivate what is best within them and to enhance their experiences of love, work, and play. That sounds a lot like what Maslow is talking about at the top of the pyramid, right? Maslow coined the phrase positive psychology back in 1954. So this is not new, new agey, woo-woo stuff, people. His book, Motivation and Personality, this is where he coined the phrase. All the way back in 1954. According to the Positive Psychology Institute, four of the major aims of positive psychology are to rise to life's challenges and make the most of setbacks and adversity. That would be helpful right now, right? To engage and relate to other people. Yeah, we would love that. Some fulfillment and create, find fulfillment and creativity and productivity. Yep. And look beyond oneself and help others to find lasting, meaningful satisfaction and wisdom. It's easy to see why we may want these things because they're all desirable, right? It's easy to see why we may want them right now. But hopefully after going through the hierarchy of needs, you might also be able to see why not everyone can act on these desires right now. We might have the desires, but we might not be in a place mentally to be able to make that happen. Maybe you even sit there just stuck some days telling yourself to get out of bed because you have this 
project you want to write or this thing you want to create or this even fold the laundry. Maybe you just, it's a struggle just to get out of bed. And if that's you and you rolled back the sheets and you got out of bed, that's a victory. An article on positive psychology says, positive psychology is a scientific study of what makes life most worth living. Positive psychology is a scientific approach to studying human thoughts, feelings, and behavior with a focus on strengths instead of weaknesses, building the good in life instead of repairing the bad, and taking the lives of average people up to great instead of focusing only on moving those who are struggling up to a level that we would call normal. Positive psychology teaches how to harness our power of shifting our perspective to maximize the potential for happiness in our everyday behaviors. And I'm going to read you a few stats from some of the studies and then link to the article for those of you who want to get more details. I'm going to p- I just picked out four statistics from the total concept of positive psychology. So there's so much more here, but I have four that I want to focus on for just a brief moment. Gratitude is a big contributor to happiness in life, suggesting that the more we cultivate gratitude, the happier we will be. I talk about that a lot, working on different ways to cultivate gratitude, right? Oxytocin may provoke greater trust, empathy, and morality in humans, meaning that giving hugs or other shows of physical affection may give you a big boost to your overall well-being and the well-being of others. All right, so we know we need that oxytocin to feel better, right? But right now we can't be close enough to a lot of people to give those hugs unless that person or people are in our family, or maybe you're lucky enough to have a dog. Hugging your dog can also make this happen in your body. So another thing you could do to get that spike is to run, to exercise, to get your heart pumping. Those endorphins that you generate will also produce that feel-good feeling in your body to help you in this time. Those who intentionally cultivate a positive mood to match the outward emotion they need to display benefit by more genuinely experiencing a positive mood. In other words, putting on a happy face won't necessarily make you feel happier, but putting in a little bit of effort will make you feel happy. So just the act of going through the effort to try to feel happy has an effect on your happiness. I know a lot of people hate the fake it till you make it and all those kinds of sayings, but the point in a lot of that isn't to be fake. The point is to go through the motions because going through the motions is part about what helps you feel better and experience those chemical changes in your body. Happiness is contagious. Those with happy friends and significant others are more likely to be happy in the future. So if happiness is contagious, spend time around positive messages, positive people. If you don't have positive people and messages in a positive environment, find a way to reach out and do phone calls, Zoom calls, FaceTime with those in your life who are positive. 
if you have a church family that is good at making you feel positive, spend time around those. Go to online church. Find groups and people that are in your areas of interest who will lift you up. So what do we get from this whole conversation that can help all of us right now in a time when our lives feel like everything has been put on hold? Number one, it's okay to not be productive and to not learn new things right now. Number two, if all your basic needs are covered, be sure to check in with friends, family, and coworkers and see how they're doing. Number three, we all want to be at the top of Maslow's Pyramid right now where we can focus on our skills and talents and creativity and what we can offer to society, but we might not all be in a place where that is possible. So give yourself grace and do what you can. Number four, there is value in focusing on the good things in your life, looking for the good in situations, finding things to be thankful for, and surrounding yourself with positive people and positive messages. And number five, we all have the ability to change how we react to a situation, to look for the good, to think about the areas of the life we can control, and to try to flip our perspective when we are able. In this next episode, I'm going to build on this and talk more about how you can cultivate positivity and enhance your ability to see the good things in life. Enjoy the day, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm Coach Kim Peek of Power of Run, and you can find me at www.crushingmygoals.com or on all social media as at sign power of run. If you liked this episode, be sure to give the podcast some love over on iTunes and remember to subscribe. As a new podcast, your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that I can share my love of health and fitness and bring more experts to the show. Power up your week and I will catch you next Tuesday.